Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. My name is Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Tony, and Adam. How's everyone tonight? Doing good. Fabulous. Great. So Tony has a cold. I do. You going to make it? I hope so. Okay. All right. Well, we thought we would talk about a little bit of news. There's some don't, fun things out there. Don't feel bad for Tony. He was licking telephone poles before. That's how he got it. Licking telephone poles? I, yeah, I can see that. I've seen him do that before. And also, <laughs> also um, stair rails. No. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so today we're doing news. And I think I'm going to start with Tony just in case he passes out. So, Tony, what is... This is kind of exciting for me. Why don't you tell us what's new in Disney Resorts? Oh, well, there is uh, an announcement uh, coming that uh, Disney is opening up a new resort uh, between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. Uh, there's no name for it yet, but it is uh, supposed to be uh, themed after Discovery. Uh, there's some rumor out there that it's going to be called Disney Discovery Lodge. Um, it's going to have a very nature-centric uh, concept. Don't and you think it's interesting that it's got a nature-centric concept, but they're going to bulldoze that entire nice, <laughs> ra- you know, trails and everything? Right. Well, it's going to be trails, but a lot of it is on the site of the former river country, which has just been oh, a, big, okay. a big pool of stagnant water since mm. 2000, I don't know, 2002 or thereabouts, 2001. Yeah, so um, the Poconos so, for the mosquitoes. <laughs> Did you say Poconos for the mosquitoes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder I, if they have those little heart-shaped tubs. I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, nice. No, so no, this, they're Mickey-shaped. Uh, they're Mickey-shaped ooh, tubs. Oh, good point. Yeah. So room, rumors of this resort have been floating around for a couple of months. It's been uh, known as Project 89 for a while. Some details on Project 89 um, the resort is going to be a mix of DVC and resort uh, hotel, regular hotel room properties. Rumor is that initially there will be 1,340 bays. Uh, a bay is uh, equivalent to a standard hotel room. Uh, so rumor, once again, there's no definitive word on this, is that there will be 400 hotel rooms and a little over 300 DVC properties. So if you do your math, that comes out to 400 plus a little over 300. That's a little over 700. But as I said, there's 1,340 bays. Well, don't forget some of those DVC properties are studios, which takes up one bay, uh, single bedrooms, which takes up two bays, two bedrooms take up three bays, three bedrooms take up four bays. So there's going to be a wide mix of uh, resort uh, of DVC resort properties there. So that's where those other... 900 bays go will comprise those extra 300 and some odd DVC rooms. So um, the international design firm WATG has been chosen to design the resort. They uh, worked on the Grand Floridian as well as some of the properties in Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Paris. And uh, Balfour Beatty has been chosen to head up the construction. Uh, they worked really? on him. Yep, they uh, worked on the construction of Pandora, and they're also working on the Ratatouille construction as well as the Coronado Springs Tower, um, which a couple days ago they released some uh, more uh, concept footage uh, pictures of what the Coronado Springs property will look like. I guess I left off the fact that this is supposed scheduled to open in 2022, so it will be after the 50th anniversary, and construction will not begin until after they have started work on the Star Wars Hotel. Uh, once that gets started, then... This new Discovery Lodge will uh, will work will start on that. 
Let me ask you a question. Let me ask all of you a question. What do you think about the fact that they're building more deluxe resorts, but not more values? Yeah, I don't like it. So there's a couple things I was thinking today. One of them is these are more deluxe rooms. Obviously not the majority of guests really can't afford those, but what happens to those less expensive hotels off property? You know, do you get, if, if you've ever been on 192 and you see, you know, that, that area right outside of where Animal Kingdom lodges on the other side of that on 192, if you see that, it's just run down and just horrible. So if you're building not just this resort, but other resorts on property, an additional, I, I read somewhere it was 1,700 rooms what happens to all those hotels off property if these are all full? Well, you know what? Do you I don't I don't think those those hotels on 192 are going to be affected because those are budget. Those are very low-end well, hotels. Well, and I'm I'm not even and I I'm sorry if it wasn't clear. What I mean is, you know, are you going to have another situation on I Drive like we have on 192? Cuz basically what's happening is I mean 192 is kind of done, right? I mean, it's a shame, but it's it's pretty bad at hey, least that one section. 192. That's where I like to roll. That's, the, that's unfortunate for people that own timeshares on 192 like That is parents. actually true. <laughs> right, exactly. Windsor Hills. Yeah, I mean, they're worthless. Right. I mean, it's it's not a great area. Aww. Um so do you have do you have what happened on 192 also happen on iDrive, which is still going pretty strong? I mean, maybe the fact that Universal is right there um, helps them, although Universal is building more hotels. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a little worrisome if you look at sort of like the broader effect on two different ways. Fewer value resorts are, are, are not, you know, they're not adding any new value resorts. I mean, the closest you can get to that is saying, you know, the extra rooms at Coronado and Caribbean Beach. Well, okay, those are at least moderates. Well, but um, Caribbean Beach is DVC, that tower. Right. Well, but those will be for cash, too. My personal opinion is that Disney is totally missing the mark here. Okay. Uh, if if they if they look at what Universal is doing, Universal is bringing in a, a lot of what I would yeah. consider value properties. Absolutely, and if you've been to the Aventura recent, I mean, when you tour that, and I'm sure you will eventually, yep. it oh, is yeah. bare. It is bare bones, and the new one they're putting in is even more inexpensive than that. I mean, they, what is the range like? A hundred dollars a night, seventy five, something awesome. like that. I right, love they that. they are they are what Pop Century used to be. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, when you look, you know, high season, yeah, Pop Century is going for two twenty five a night. To me, that's no longer a value. No. No, um, it really is not a value. You know, I, I I think Disney's going high end. Uh, you know, once again, it goes back to the fact that I have insisted that Disney is uh, pushing their marketing towards a different socioeconomic class. Obviously, uh, yeah. You know, they're they're going for more of the high end clientele. Uh, you know, lower crowds, bigger spenders, revenue stays the same, if not greater. Um, but what they're doing is, you know, they're building it, these additional 1,700 hotel rooms. Right now, they have a lot of, uh, they're extending a lot of benefits to a lot of the Hotel Row uh, Disney Springs resorts that they never used to get. They're getting some of the uh, perks uh, that the on-site guests are getting. And why are they doing that? Because Disney doesn't have the capacity to please all of their guests. So now they're partnering with these good neighbor hotels in Disney Springs 
to give them a little bit more to entice people to stay a little closer. I think what's going to happen is Disney's using that to handle their overflow. These 1,700 rooms are going to meet a need in the very near future, uh, and Disney's going to start to scale back what they're doing with those uh, good neighbor resorts uh, once they beef up their properties. Like I said, though, I think they're hurting themselves because they're not focusing on the value resorts. Yeah, they're throwing a bone by adding a little bit to the moderate properties, but they're focusing on deluxe properties right now. And when that Star Wars hotel comes in, I don't know what new category they're going to have to make for that. But I oh think my the, pri- gosh, the pricing of that, you know, the rumor of it being $1,000 a night per person for the entire experience, that's going to be some super diamond, ultra five-star deluxe resort. And that, that's just my opinion. I don't know how everyone else feels about the resort issue. I think that's kind of insane. I mean, I know. I, and I, I mean, as far as the price goes on that Star Wars one, I, I had never heard $1,000 a night per person. That's kind of nuts. That's um, a lot. Because I can stay in an over-the-water bungalow in, you know, some fancy resort in, over, you know, in yeah, the Caribbean for that. You're not going to be able to visit Batuu. Well, yeah, but, oh, but don't, for, don't forget that, that. Star, that Star <laughs> Wars resort is going to be, uh, you know, totally immersive. I, I liken yeah. it to a landlocked cruise. So I would uh, expect that's a good point. Yeah, I would expect things to be very, uh, very much like a cruise. The pricing is going to be along the same way. And that's, you know, that's pretty much in line with what you pay for a for a Disney cruise. They're going to have a, like a I'd, buffet and like a free soft serve ice cream machine. I mean, no, but I, I think great. From, from what I've heard, you know, it's going to be you're going to check in. You're not going to have any any involvement with the outside world. Um, you know, magic portholes. They're going to have those in the rooms because you're going to be looking at space. That's and cool. there's going to be there's going to okay. be battles and stuff. If um, I but, can't leave my room and go to the park, I don't want to stay there. I'm going to be I, perfectly honest. <laughs> but I think this is that's going to be a resort for ultra Star Wars fans. Yeah. You know, my my wife and two girls. You know, first off, we know Cheryl's not going to pay for it. Uh, Second off, you know, they're not big Star Wars fans. They don't want the total immersion. Um, you know, and it's it's not the type of thing where you can check in on a Tuesday and leave on a Thursday. There's going to be, from what I've heard, like I said, it's going to be a cruise. You're going to be all a group of people are going to be checking in all at the same time. Oh. You know, there there are people, there are experiences, there are missions, uh, there's oh. costuming involved. So it's so almost what you're telling me is this is absolutely up your alley. It's up my alley, but no one else in my family. You know yeah. what you're also telling me? You, like, you know what else is going to be there? Not me. Because <laughs> I don't have the money for that. That is insanely yeah. expensive. Like, if, if it was, like, a reasonable price, maybe even 500 just for me, because I couldn't afford to bring my kids, too. I mean, that's insane. Now that but, cost is a that cost is a rumor. You know, maybe it's seven fifty a night. We, oh, we don't know. But it's going to be very much a, a niche yeah, a niche market. Yeah. I, I just have a mental cutoff or something like that. But back to uh, the idea of these resorts, I, you know, I, I just really don't want to see, I don't know. I mean, someone said to me once, someone who works for Disney, like higher up said to me once, there's really a finite amount of people who come to Disney at any given time. And um, the whole goal of Disney is to bring offsite guests on site, which makes perfect sense. And it's what Universal is doing as well. But I mean, when you're bringing those guests on site, I just, I hate to think of what's going to happen off property. I, I don't, I mean, again, I think when you ride, you drive on 192, it's extremely depressing to think that on one, just you can go a mile to your right and it's just extremely, it's beautiful and well taken care of and you go the other way and it's a dump. And like Adam said, 
you know, all those timeshares on 192 in that area, I mean, it's, there's no value to them. And you, you really don't even want to go to some of them. You know, you don't want to even go to the fast food on that, in that area. I go to the Cracker, Cracker Barrel over there. Do you go to the Cracker oh Barrel? Oh my gosh, I love Cracker Barrel. They took a like little piece of land over down by that Publix, which I'm sure you know where that is. And they put in a bunch of restaurants. There's a Dunkin' Donuts, there's a Walgreens, there's a Chipotle, that kind of thing. Even a Five Guys. And I do go there, but I don't really go anywhere else but there in the Publix because it's just so bad. Yeah, but Cracker Barrel is awesome. Yeah, Cracker Barrel is pretty good. But I think that, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to see Orlando turning into sort of, you know, and maybe it does get back to what Tony is saying where they're sort of trying to attract a different clientele. You know, I don't know. I just, I just, I just am a little surprised that it's more deluxe resorts. There are so many rooms and already, you know, I don't stay at moderates. It's too much money. You know, I mean, if I could, I would. Well, if you were um, just going once a year, maybe you yeah. would. it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But you're going so much that, yeah, it's going right. to add up, you know. Well, we have DVC, so it's a little different for me because once you stay – like we've had DVC for quite a while. And once you have access to those resorts many times, the shine kind of wears off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that when I'm staying at the All-Stars and I'm going on the monorail past, you know, Grand Floridian, I don't look at it and go, huh. You know, but at the same time, it's just not worth it to me. No. Um, yeah, it's just a room. We just kind of go to sleep. It's fine. Is, and you know what's interesting is I always give that talk to my clients. I'm always really honest with them how I feel. And they make up their own minds. I mean, for many of them, deluxe resorts are the way that they want to go or moderates. You know, it's really what, what is worth to you. But as as far as, you know, this situation, 1,700 rooms is a lot to fill. But I will oh. tell you that... I will tell you that, I mean, Disney, I think their goal for occupancy is 85%. And friends that I know who work at resorts tell me that they don't have a problem meeting that goal. So it's not like Coronado Springs is sitting empty. One um, thing we haven't talked about. What? Is Flamingo Crossing. You guys know what that is? Yes. Tell tell everyone what Flamingo Crossing is because I don't think a lot of people know what it is. So it is uh, a little bit north of Animal Kingdom on the west side of the property and they are developing that with a bunch of chain hotels holiday inn hilton marriott etc cetera, etc cetera. i think there's gonna be about seven of them plus they're putting in apartment complexes for cast members and um international students etc um those rooms hotels i believe are going to be marketed for groups like uh whether it be Convention groups and sports groups, cheerleading, football, et cetera, et cetera. Well, those are the people that are really looking for the value because they're not really there for vacation per se. They're just there for a couple nights for their whatever activity they're doing. I think, as you agents would know, they are transitioning away from value moderate deluxe given that Pop will soon have another mode of transportation with the gondolas. All the all-stars are getting refurbed. Pop was refurbed. Even art. Art they call value, but let's be honest. The pricing on that is, you know, moderate. And recently, Disney, the new, any new hotel they've been doing has been DVC, right? Right. This new tower at... um, Well, that's because you always have to... The only way DVC continues to generate money is by having inventory to sell, And by having, you know, so, I mean, that's the whole business model behind it. So that um, once you don't have that, you're not, you know, generating money. You're not, 
being making a profit. So they'll yeah. always have more of DVC. And they sell DVC too to recoup the price, the the cost of what they built faster than if they had to just sell at the hotel rooms yeah. on a per night basis. They collect it much, you know, much faster. You're putting down twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars contracts up front versus people paying hotel rooms per night. Do so you I know what else? Why, I think that's why this new resort has to have, and I think every new resort going forward yeah. is going to have some form of DVC aspect to it, just because the cash grab that they can get from that is is too is too much to just not uh, not take advantage of i i would add to this and you're right because they will sell dvc to anyone and i know this because when i was buying my resale contract like five or six years ago i went on a uh i went on i was on like a lot of you know boards dvc boards online and the consistent thing was people coming on and going Oh, you know, I went bankrupt, you know, two months ago, but DVC, they went ahead and gave me a contract. I'm like, wow. But when you think about it, it's because the mouse always wins when it comes to DVC. They own the property. If you don't pay, they just take it back and they still got that initial, you know, uh, buy-in yeah. from you. So it's it's kind of brilliant. And uh, and I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, the mouse, they should, you know, do this. And this is, Walt would be disappointed. That is so not my personality. Um, I just don't want to. I think what I'm saying is I ultimately don't want to see um, limitation, like very limited space for people in the values. Those I think are I think they're wonderful resorts. And I also don't want to see um, the hotels off property unable to do business because everybody, Universal and Disney are bringing everything under their, you know, fold. And I guess 1,700 rooms is really not that big of a concern, but I don't think Disney's stopping with 1,700 rooms. I mean, there's so much property. The other thing that bothers me is, you know, I was thinking this this morning, actually, it's kind of interesting because I wasn't even thinking of this hotel because it hadn't been announced that I had seen. But um, I was thinking about how nice it used to be to drive around property and there was so much green and everything. And now when I drive around property, I mean, it's like these huge roads. I mean, like, you know, it's getting yeah. to look like, you know, like Atlanta and some well, ways. Uh, like, it's you know, yeah, a Skyliner I mean, tower. It's a big pile yeah. of dirt. There's a solar like, farm. Where, where are my trees? You know, I used to really love just having that experience, like at the end of the day, you're driving back to your hotel and it's just beautiful. It's a working city. And yeah. as there's more people on more cars, more buses, they have to expand roadways. They have to I know. fix the overpasses and they have to do all that infrastructure. And yeah, they do have to knock down trees and get rid of greenery. This resort will be set in the woods so when it's done, it'll all grow back, and you'll feel like you're camping, maybe. Well, you, did you notice uh, this? Maybe. Do you notice this too, Christina, when you drive in? I feel like used to there was so many more signs before you got to Disney. There was like "Welcome to Disney" or "Disney this way," or you'd see more signs. Now it's like you have to get right up on it before you see those. I just found it weird because I know when I was a kid, we'd see them almost when we get into Florida, like past Pensacola area, like going when you start turning down. You start seeing all the signs, you know? Now it's like, there's no signs. You know what they took away? What? The stink bug. What? They used to have an, an, an ad for a Bug's Life. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you're right. Outside the Magic Kingdom. Yes. It was Claire de Room, and it was the stink bug, and she had smoke that came out of That's her backside. Right, did. And that, that always closed out our trip, as we always yeah. drove by it to say goodbye to the stink bug. Oh, 
my god, the stink bug is no longer the there. Like, what's going on with that? Why are they doing that Star Wars fault? Trying to kill little Walt. Well, I mean, everything that's going on right now is is pretty darn interesting. I have to say, like, as far as, like, you know, everything we say, you know, ticket prices, this, that, and the other, it's all about Star Wars land, right? That's I mean, I that's going to be so crazy. Okay. It better be worth so, it. Okay. So, I think we're going to go ahead and change the subject here just a tiny bit (laughs) but we are going to get back to this in a way i think we're going to finish it up with that um a story about the ticket increases and and how they change which is very interesting and tony and i worked out all the math earlier so we're going to take that but um right now i want to go to adam because adam's got a good story do you want to start i have actually got two so why don't you give us both yours two stories one of them is sort of old news because it came out like last week Disneyland is not going to build that hotel that they were going to build. They closed all those, all those downtown Disney uh, right. businesses, like Rainforest Cafe, ESPN Zone, the AMC. Uh, they closed down Earl Sandwich, but Earl Sandwich came back for all you sandwich fran- uh, fans. But um, they're not going to build that hotel because of uh, an issue with taxes and the city of Anaheim, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't really need to get into that, but it's I've kind of funny. The the pictures of the concept art for this Disneyland hotel are very similar to the, I think, to the concept art for this new hotel they're building in between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. Oh, really? Yeah. If you look at if you compare the two, it's very similar design on the outside. It's almost as if like they took those plans and says, hey, why don't we just put them over here in Florida? That is insane. Color scheme is very similar. Um, I think they, they, they're, uh, they're just trying to save information on that one. But uh, here's a funny story. If you are unemployed, if you're looking for a new job, there is a job opening. It's the first opening <laughs> for the Disney Skyliner gondola system. <laughs> and it is a, let me get you the correct name, Senior Transportation Engineer. I can do that. Ooh, wait a minute. Is that a nice word for guy who puts you into the gondola Probably. no no it's, you're in charge of all the mechanics at mm. 40 to 50 the technicians and do leaders. i need to know math for that i don't this think it's going to work for me this is the funny one making sure the system stays safe and reliable making Ooh. sure all parties work well together as well as in maintaining a leadership role technically and directionally wait so when you say <laughs> all parties work well together you mean no infighting right Exactly. Okay. No I'm office s- politics or I I'm guess gondola good at politics. That. Gondola politics, exactly. No so, um, backstabbing or front So stabbing. will that person be responsible for air conditioning? Yeah. I I think the I think you're you're responsible for the gondolas as they're on the uh, on the line. What happens before and how they're built isn't your concern. But you have to have ten years of maintenance uh, experience on aerial I, I lift systems. I have more than that because I will tell you. Um, I take care of a house with children and there might not be any aerial lifts in here, but I get up a lot from my desk. So I'm definitely lifting stuff and I know how to keep, you know, if my kids start fighting, I need to, I know how to stop that. Oh yeah, I do too. I only ask that because apparently Jim Hill was wrong about the gondolas and they will not have air conditioning. I know. I heard that the other day too. Jim Hill was not wrong. Well, let me put it this way. Jim may have been wrong, but I think we know Len Testa wasn't wrong. I think it was, um, it was, you know, because the gondolas are made in like Italy or something, it's like a, 
it's a um, lost in translation, I think. Um, Tony. Well, something about a, the AC. Capital, they said AC. Capital yeah. AC versus lowercase AC. Yeah, that's it, right? Because yeah. like, mm-hmm. if it's lowercase AC, that means it's just open the window and suck it up. <laughs> Air circulation, they call it. Yeah, air circulation. Adam, it's like we say in Italian, forget about it. Yeah. (laughs) But no so. These Medigons don't know what they're reading anyway. I don't even know what you're talking about. Is Is that that Italian? Is that New Jersey Italian? Is that how you say sausage in Italian? (laughs) Sausage? Sausage. I don't know. I don't know how to speak Italian. That's how, yeah, that's how we we speak it. Well, uh, and they also say mozzarella funny. Go ahead and say it. Mozzarella? mozzarella. That's just crazy. Calamari. Cal- calamari is galamad. What? Galamad. Now they're just yeah. making stuff up. Okay. <laughs> well, that's like when you call it crawfish, and some people call it crawdaddies. Well, I don't know those people. I've always called it crawdads. Oh, well, we don't call that here. Okay, here. fine. It's crawdads here. Well, and we don't want your more, bottom feeder feeder lobs. I don't need the bottom feeders. Fails. <laughs> but speaking of bottom feeders, before we get off the rails, if you're looking for a job and you have experience in aerial lifts, Disney's got a job for you. Maybe. If you're qualified. Go check it out. I'm so qualified. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, I think sure I can do safe. it. I think I can do it. Yeah, I'm all about it. I mean, like I said, I'm very good at organizing children, so what's the difference? I mean, if I get to have a taser gun, that'd be great. See, and that would be good for people who are slow getting onto the um, <laughs> gondola. You'd be like, don't <laughs> make me take this out because <laughs> I don't think you want to see me use it. You could get one with a Mickey head taser. That'd be great. It would be good. You'd be like, like oh, a no. Mickey head burn. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, that really hurt. I went to Disney World and all I got was this taser burn. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So, Adam, I think those are really exciting. What do you have, Liza? I'm seeing an article. Adam says not confirmed. Okay, but you know oh, what? Oh, I like this one. He says it's not confirmed, but not confirmed. this is That's my park. Enjoy. This is my park, so it's like I have to talk about it. Okay, the concept art, throw it out the window. It's not accurate anymore. But at D23, they were talking about complete overhaul of the park entrance in Epcot and the central area of Future World, which we've already seen that they're doing, they're, they're starting to put their eyes on Epcot because they're doing the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, they're doing the Ratatouille ride, and it is totally time to redo that park to make it something cool. I don't necessarily like all of the IP stuff, but like, what are you gonna do? I mean, they're doing it. I just... Are you saying like you don't really care about the Marvel stuff? Is that what you're saying? I don't care for them not having original stuff. Like, I like how like Adam Adam's like that too. Like he likes. The original ride. It's like they made it up. It's like, get some new ideas. But they're turning these rides into everything's got to have a character. Everything's got to be in a movie based. Everything. They're and, cheating. Yeah, it's like, but that's where the money is. It's not original why are you guys ideas so, anymore. Why are you guys such fun killers? I'm not killing the fun. I'm just You're saying. totally killing my no, fun. No, because you know what, though? It's like Hollywood's doing this, too. Everything is a remake. They remake a remake. Mm. They remake a remake. And it's like, come <laughs> up with a freaking new idea, Hollywood. I know A Star is Born. I get it. You don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, but I heard it was good. I didn't see I'm it. I'm sure it was, heard it was sad. I'm sure it well, was it the original. I mean, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> just so you know, Barbara Streisand was a remake as well. Yeah, yeah I know. Like yeah. Judy Garland. It's like the fourth remake. Judy Garland was, I'm telling you, I know, because I love Judy Garland too. 
But Barbara Streisand did a really good job in that movie. I'm just going to say. And Okay. Well, I want to know when she walked out on Chris Christopher, then I want to punch is. him in the face. Okay, so the rumor is that they're going to overhaul Spaceship Earth and it's going to take like two years. So it's going to be closed. The big ball is going to be closed for two years. And I don't believe it and I don't want it. I believe it. And I'm okay with it. I'm, I think two years is excessive, but I'm okay with it because the last time I wrote it, well, the, actually the last like four or five times I wrote it, I sat there and I kind of thought, mm, we need to do something. Because most of the time, your little head in the jib-jab video is kind of cut off or you got like the black <laughs> screen or it's like looking all weird. And it's, I mean, the technology's come so far now to where it's like, come on, at least get a good jib jab here. I can right. do a better one on my phone. Jib jab is okay. an app that takes a picture of your head and does exactly the, like, but way better. Oh yeah, it is. I don't even do that because it's so stupid or I'll try to do it in German because I was a German major in undergrad and I'll be like, yeah, I'm not really figuring this out. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, the kids like to touch the little screen and pick their own things. and You know, I mean, I get it, but it's like there's so many little spots in it that need to be redone. The whole going backwards incline thing where you're not really doing anything except, well, that's that's the nap, right? I mean, that's, hold on, kids, I'm closing my eyes for five. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know. Okay, so here's my thought. I think they could add a lot to it, but if if they take out Foxy, I'm going to be really upset. Because I love her. I love her little wedge boots and her mini skirt and her yellow tights. And really, I tried to buy yellow tights the other day, just so you know. Um, oh, my but gosh. You know what would be I, good, Chris? If they kept Foxy in. But, like, when you're on the backward incline, because you know they're not going to redo the track. Because they never can redo a track. Right? You know they're not going to redo a track. So you're on the backward incline. And there's, like, this montage of Foxy dancing to tomorrow's child <laughs> that the would original be song good tomorrow's yes child, dancing with some disney character though dancing with that sort of like she could be dancing with the family from the living room okay okay they can do that and, maybe and we'll i just want to say in there too <laughs> yeah i know her name isn't foxy i know that's not her real name but that's what everyone calls her and she is foxy so mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, she's got anyway. Yeah, she's got it going on. Yeah, she really does. Um, I they, don't know. Go ahead. As I said, they do have to do something because that ride is all about the history of communication, and right now we're all communicating with our phones. So not they even, just have. A we're not room even using with... our phones as a phone. We're using as a texting and other things, and they don't even have that in the ride. So they have to add that to it. They I'll have, have to. you know, I talk on the phone every day. Yeah, uh, to me. Hey, we talk Liza. All the time. It's true. Did Did you read this story on the internet? I I did. I read it. I, I it's like the interwebs, the communication. Well, you, you know what? You can thank the Phoenicians. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thank the Phoenicians all the time. Do you? I really do. Yeah, Spiralon. Thank you, Phoenicians. Thank you so well, much. Well, hopefully Dizzy's listening. I want that cheesy montage of animatronics. Dancing to Tomorrow's Child, and we won't even see the paper boy's face. He'll still be turned around. That's a good idea. Yeah, because it's a. There's only two things. Two things I want. I want the horses back in Rome. Okay. Oh, that's right. Right. Remember, they took the horses out because they they used that was the first super information superhighway, and the horses used to gallop out. Mm. Right. 
and they cannot touch ro- uh, the burning <gasps> smell because that's I my agree. I think someone should make a perfume of that. Oh my gosh! And the, I like the mural in the front when you walk in. Yes, the spaceman mural. The caveman looking guy. The caveman yeah. spaceman. Yeah. I just I just don't get how they say they they are going to make the ride longer. What? Oh, if they made it longer, that would be great. They said that every scene up until the newsboy is going to be refurbished. Mm. And that everything after that is going to be changed on a grand scale. Gosh. I would love that. Maybe they just like put like a second ball up there. I be think like, they're going to. Spaceship Earth. Two it's little balls. I, Two I little balls. And the second go. one should be a little smaller and sit just higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And and hopefully, hopefully Liza's editing this show because Adam would have taken that out. Just a friendly reminder, gentlemen, to always check your prostate regularly. (laughs) Wait, you can't check your own prostate. Oh, that's right. No, no, you can't check your prostate. I will say that at my last dentist visit, my dentist told me my prostate was fine. You're crazy. Reticular cancer. Oh, I'm dying. You don't want to end up like uh, Lance Armstrong. Oh, poor Lance. Yeah. Um, anyway. I, I heard the, the reason how they're going to make it longer is they're going to get rid of the post-show uh, elements. Oh, that would be good. And just extend the track into that building or possibly even knock that building down and then build a whole extra building next to it for more, longer scenes. Yeah, they need to get rid of that because that's just uh, – a lot Almost of that stuff doesn't even work. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh-uh. I mean, you still see people in there out. playing with that stuff. I've tried it a couple of times. I'm like, this thing's not even working. That's usually how I and feel. Reality is we all have more technology in our phones. So playing the kids playing games on screens and such like that isn't impressive anymore mm-hmm. because it's all on your phone now. You don't need any of that stuff. That's why Disney switched over from post-show cue elements to just putting that Play Disney uh, Parks app on your phone. Now you're just doing it all on your phone. And right. it requires no infrastructure on their part other than other than to make sure that app works, which sometimes it doesn't because <laughs> like Disney that. like every Disney app website it always fails. Yeah. So. Well, it is it's true that it's a little wonky today. But Yeah, and yesterday. Well, uh, yeah. I mean there that is also true. Um okay. So we're going to we're going to change directions here. As much as I would love to talk about, you know, self-examining your prostate. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and move over to something that's bound to make Tony upset. And also I have a surprise. Bridget just popped on. Hi Bridget. Hey. Hi guys. Hey Bridget. So Mark, we're greetings. Mark <laughs> is doing what? I said he sends greetings. Oh, Mark. hey Mark. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the changes to tickets and those those were um announced about a month ago and they finally went into place on October 16th and basically instead of having uh just peak and non-peak pricing for a one-day ticket all of your tickets any ticket you buy will be subject to changes in pricing and we decided to look at a four-day base ticket since that's probably one of the more common tickets that people buy and what we found was 
that if you bought a four-day base ticket uh, and say it was January 25th through the 31st, you would pay $395.16. So not crazy. One of the reasons you're paying $395 is because your first day of ticket prices is lower than your subsequent days. So for example, in our case, it was $93.00 for the first day of that, to buy that ticket, right? But then on the 26th, 27th, and so on, it went up to 94. So you're saving a few dollars because your first day of your ticket determines the price. And the opposite is true. If you bought a ticket for $109, and what we found for this four-day ticket, by the way, was that the range was anywhere between $93 a day and $94 a day, depending on how peak it was. So say you went ahead and bought this $94 ticket, but then the other days were not peak days, you would still be paying peak prices. So does that make sense? Absolutely. Peak prices. I've been taking cold medicine and my head is spinning, so... So this is basically, you know, it's not such a bad deal in the sense that if I start my trip on a non-peak day, I get non-peak prices even if I just went into peak pricing. That's, That's nice. not such a bad deal. That's the price nice. increase was not phenomenal. It wasn't really noticeable, to be honest. Here's what I don't like, and I think you all might agree. If I buy this ticket on January 25th and I have a four-day ticket, I only have six days to use it. So I started on the 25th. I have to use it all by the 31st. Yeah, that, that so sucks. Now, what, what, was the, what was the old policy? The old policy was it was good for 14 days from the first day you use mm-hmm. it. And don't forget, a tickets purchased prior to October 16th are valid through December 31st of 2019. So you could buy a ticket and just sit on it, load it right. up to your magic band and not use it. Right. Because you didn't have to tell them when you were going. Right. Now you do. I would imagine, and and nobody has really um, said this yet, but after your date, like say, for example, in our scenario, we start our tickets on the 25th. We have till the 31st. Say, for example, my I, I don't go. Well, what happens then is the value of that ticket is applied to a new ticket. So you don't lose the money necessarily, but say I bought this ticket in 2019 and I was going to use it, but then the prices went up. Say I was going to use it in January 2019. Prices go up two months later. I'm paying that new price, and I'm paying any upcharge for you know different times of the year. It's it is complicated, and I've heard from friends who work at the resorts, and they've said you know we're really worried, and and I'm worried for them too because they're really as a travel agent. I can explain this to my client, but the fact is the frontline people are going to be the ones who are dealing with clients who really don't understand how this works and who are frustrated because they went to Disney for 10 days and they only had a five-day ticket and somehow they can't use that ticket the whole time. That's bad because like when I used to go for longer periods of time, I would get a ticket for a shorter amount of days and then I would use days in the middle to relax or do whatever and then sometimes I would go in the beginning and at the end of my trip and in the middle of the trip you would do other things. Now you can't really do that without getting a longer ticket. That's absolutely true. Except, now, Tony, tell me what I can do in this case with my four-day ticket. Can you tell me what that is and what it's going to cost me with my four? Well, yes, I can, Chris. Thank you, Tony. 
For $73.96, Disney will move your expiration date to a 14-day period. Just like the old tickets. For extra money. Yes. So for $73 more, I can, well, really almost $74 more, I can go ahead and have the ticket be just like last year's ticket. So let that soak in, right? Bridget, what do you think about this? You've been quiet over there. Bridget, can you hear me? Bridget's on mute. Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. Let me throw uh-huh. it back to you. Bridget, what do you think about this? I, I actually priced it out for somebody. I compared it to something that they had on hold. It went up $500. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What time of year were they going? June. Wow. wow. How many so days? Trip, um, six nights, seven days. Wow. They had a park hopper plus ticket. Um, and it was, yeah, it was insane. It was like I looked at it and I was like, she has the she had the room on hold, and then she asked me to just check it, you know, with the new pricing because it was going to expire. And when I did, it was it was it was a significant difference. How many people are traveling? Five. So like hundred dollars uh, a person. Yeah, so it's it's um, two adults, thirteen year old, eleven year old, and a six year old. Man, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. It's a yeah. lot of money because that so broke my heart though that that like it increased yeah. that much. Do you know well, what I mean? is that price out the middleman is what's, is what's happening? Is that um the adding the non-expiration option or not non-expiration? Is that adding the uh, the seventy four seventy five dollar option no. to keep it? Yeah, no, no, it's not. Mm-mm. Oh gosh, okay, no, that's yeah. crazy. I mentioned it. I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a like close to five hundred. It was like four hundred and seventy five dollars difference. Now, why was it so much money? What what were you changing? I wasn't changing anything. I just I just Gosh. priced it with the new ticket price. One of the things I was thinking about was I have a client. She's going to Disney now. Now, obviously, her ticket was purchased before that, so it's not really relevant for her. But say you have a situation like her where you're going to Disney on November fifteenth. You're spending two nights or two nights there, and then you're going on a cruise for seven nights. And then you're coming back and you're going to spend a couple days just, you know, to kind of round out your vacation. So in her case, what she did was she bought a three-day ticket. She used the first two days of the ticket. She went on her seven, she'll go on her seven-day cruise. She'll come back, they'll spend a day in the park, and then they'll go home. That sounds perfect, except under this plan, you actually have to add that 74 additional dollars or however much it is on a three-day ticket. So I, and Tony and I did the math on that and we actually found out that you would come in a little cheaper, at least on this four-day ticket, if you bought a three-day and then bought a one-day separately, about $20 savings, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. So, I, you know, I just think, um, I think it's confusing. I don't want to say it's needlessly confusing, but frankly, I think it is. I think that they're going to have a lot of frontline cast members really uh, getting screamed and yelled at over it. You know, I would have almost rather seen an across the board price increase and leave that $14 in, I'm sorry, 14 days in, you know, I, I personally, I know so many people who like that flexibility and think about it. Like Liza said, what if you want to go to Universal? Oh, wait a minute. What if you do want to go to Universal? So, and during your trip, or what if you want to go to the beach? Or what if you want to go to a Christmas party that night because you know you're not going to the park that day? This gets pretty confusing. Well, so, you know what this, you know what this is going to do. 
for those people that are going to go somewhere else and go off property. If you, well, let's say you, you go to Disney, you're there for 10 days, you have a seven day Disney ticket and you decide you want to go to Universal for two days. Right. Now, because you have to use that seven day ticket, well, uh, you're still within that 10 day window, but, but some of those people, it's going to be easier for them just to cut off those two days they would go to Universal and probably go to a Universal Resort as opposed to staying at Disney and transferring over. You know what? I think that's a really good point because I could see my clients doing that because right now what my clients do, I hate to say it, Universal is primarily an add-on for one day for them if they go at all because those one-day tickets are $175. They're a lot of money. So if parents decide to do that for their kids because they're Harry Potter fans – that's all they do. But I could see someone doing that. I could see someone going, well, heck, you know, I'm going to do five days at Univer- uh, Disney. I'll switch over, you know. And you're going to go to one of those new value resorts that they've put over at Universal, and you're going to pay $100 a night versus right. 170 at Pop. And, you know, Disney may have just cut off their nose to spite their face. Yeah, but I don't I, – I see, whenever – did. Whenever Disney does something that I think – you know, that doesn't make any sense. Like nine times out of 10, it works out. And I don't know, they must have really brilliant people sitting around. I mean, there haven't been too many times that, you know, when Disney did something that was stupid and they just kind of quietly backed away, y'all probably don't remember, but a while ago they had these wellness suites that were going to be put into the contemporary. And it was kind of a really she-she kind of fancy idea. (laughs) Where and I don't know if you heard about this, Tony. With the yoga I mean, mat, yes, with yep. the yoga mat and the bamboo, bamboo flooring and the spa food. Adam, you would have been all over it. The spa food you could get, um, you know, a, a bike in your. You could get yeah, a yoga like instructor. That. Yeah, you could get a yoga instructor in room. You could have, you know, anything. And it was probably on the in the planning stage for about I want to say nine months, and I called to get a price on it. Right when it was supposed to open, and they said, you know what, that's never going to open, and it didn't. I mean, so, you know, occasionally they they kind of try something, and it doesn't happen. But even with Magic Bands, you know, when Magic Bands came out five, five years ago, everybody hated them. But guess what? Think about how much you wish you had a Magic Band at Universal or Disneyland or, frankly, Target. You know, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I think they kind of – Nobody likes paying more, but I don't know that this is going to affect them that strongly. I, I'd almost think Tony's thing is kind of appealing to think that way, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think they do this to know where everybody's going to be and yeah. what days they're going to be there so that they can staff it properly because they don't want to waste money on having too much staff in one park versus another park. And they're sort of mani- artificially manipulating um, the crowds by changing pricing so often each day and it's almost the way they're doing it, it's almost unless if you really break down break out the numbers and you figure out how you can do universal and cut down disney your disney tickets versus you know just uh, having you know a separate trip or universal or whatever i don't unless if you're really doing that work people might just get overwhelmed like some of us might be right now <laughs> with these right. tickets and just forget about Universal. And that's what that's what that's the ultimate thing of what Disney's doing with this, with them building that new resort uh, at the uh, at Bay Lake, is they want you to t- continue to stay on property. That's why they got the right. gondolas. That's why they're doing the um, minivans, and that's why they let you do minivans now going to the airport. 
and back so that you don't even like you're not you even don't in the rent bus. a car yeah you don't want to they don't want you renting a car they don't want you taking a taxi to the park they want you on their transportation on their property and they want you eating their food and buying their stuff so that's right. i think the old, i think they do enough research enough surveys of their customers to figure out that this is the best way to go about it and i think there's so many people out there that are still going to pay the extra money that are still fans that you guys are all listening that it, it doesn't matter and they're still going to do it so i mean i guess we'd all like you know we'd all like them to build a new park for whatever you know what name your category your theme whatever but there's you know they're stuck with the four parks and they just keep plussing each one and they feel like well we need more dvc resorts because we can get a cash grab from that and now they feel like well we can we can change up the tickets uh, system so that people aren't encouraged to go to off property right so i like chris you like you said i think they have enough smart people crunching numbers to figure out well this is in terms of odds and analytics this is the highest percentage of us keeping people on properties doing it this way yeah i don't think this is probably a misstep ultimately on their part i mean nobody like i said nobody wants to pay more but i i don't think the price increase is enough that people are going to really be that hurt by it at this point didn't like it well yeah that's true (laughs) if you think about it i mean i'm a teacher I can't, it's, it's hard for me to go during the school year. So now I'm pigeonholed into going during the summer, which is when we always go because then the kids don't have to get pulled out of school. I don't have to use all my vacation time that I don't get a whole lot of. And now I have to pay top price because that's the only time I can go. Like, that's not right. No, right. it's not right. And then people that are in education, I mean, you know, you are limited to that. My mom was, she always was. So that's why we always had to go in the summer too. And I don't right. think that they should. And then, or if it's not the summer, then you're talking Christmas, Thanksgiving, times mm-hmm. of the year when but, it's just insane. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add this. There's no one has a right to go to Disney. So, I mean, and you know, and obviously, you know, every would enjoy going and all this other stuff but I mean it's not like a right I mean you know if you Tony. have to pay X number of dollars I know Tony's like Tony? gonna explode but if you have to if you have to pay X number of dollars more well you know you can either go there or you can go to the beach or you can you know have a staycation or whatever and gosh you know I mean you guys know I don't have that kind of elitist attitude about vacationing at all. But I don't think these small price increases are really, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're trying to cut out the middle class. No, they're not. They're just trying to make a buck. And they're going to do it wherever they can. And they're going to stop doing it when people stop going to the parks. But right now they think that they can get away with it. And they probably can because of Star Wars. Because I'll tell you what, they just raised the price of my annual pass. And guess what? I'm still going to renew it. In fact, I'm going to renew a. I'm going to get a better annual pass than the one I have right now because I want no blackout dates. So I mean, you know. So many people uh, are probably wondering why Tony hasn't jumped up on his soapbox yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit because I'm under the weather. Aww. And I will only say two things about this this whole ticket deal. Uh, the price increase at certain points is a little crazy. If you look at a one-day ticket, uh, you're looking at a one-day base ticket peak season for $137. That's over a 20% jump right? from where it was initially, which is outrageous. 
Um, you know, Disney traditionally goes up five to eight percent every year. Even that outpaces the economic recovery that the country's been going through over the past 10 years. So they are cutting out a certain segment of the population, whether we want to admit it or not. There are certain groups who just can no longer afford like they used to. That being said, Disney is kind of a recession-proof vacation destination or, uh, you know, uh, economy-proof because those that are going to go every year are always going to go every year. Those that might, you know, go might have gone every year in the past, they're going to knock it down to every other year. You know, so people are always going to go. And then there's going to be that segment of population that has to save for a year or two. Maybe now they're saving for three years instead of two years, but they're right. going to go. People are always going to go to Disney. And Bridget, uh, Bridget, I'm sorry, Christina made the point that they will continue to raise prices until people stop going. And that's not going to happen. Um, at some point, you're going to move into a different social strata of people who can afford to go. Um, it's It's just, you know, if they continue to raise their prices you are going to knock out certain groups of people. So that's my first point. Uh, my second point of, of why I don't like this, um, you know, Disney raised the prices, and let's say you bought your ticket for a non-peak date, and then you something happens, whatever reason, you can't go, and you decide to go, and it's during a peak period. Disney will graciously allow you to use your ticket, and they will charge you the additional cost of attending the park on that peak day. However, if you buy a ticket that is peak and you go in a non-peak period, they will not knock your price down to reflect peak pricing. I think that is is a little underhanded. You know, I think yeah, it's got to like go that. both ways. If you are going to increase my price because I'm now using the ticket in the peak period, you've got to do me the solid of knocking down, you know, maybe my, my dog died. My, you know, I had uh, health issues. I can't go to the park during that peak period I was planning on. I'm still coming to your park and you're not going to knock my ticket price down. You know, I don't expect people to go out and buy peak prices, peak price tickets only so they can go during a peak period and think they, uh, you know, an off peak period and think they've pulled the wool over Disney's eyes and I'm getting money back. I, I don't think that's how it works. And I just think that Disney's being a little, uh, totalitarian at, uh, in, in how they're addressing that. Do you know what's interesting? I was talking to someone from a, like a very big vendor that we use to book vacations. And I asked him about my Disney numbers. I asked him if he had gotten them. And he said, you know what? Disney plays by different rules. It's their ball. And I've always said that as well. I've always said it's Disney's ball. And as long as they're the kid on the playground with the ball, everyone else has to do what they Want, right. And so, you know, as long as they have a product that people want to pay for and, and it's very attractive, they can do what they want. So, and again, I don't like it. I mean, I would love to still, you know, especially that 14 day thing that really messes with a lot of my clients. Um, now that you have fewer days to use the ticket, I don't, I don't like that at all. But, you know, what can you do? It's interesting to complain. It's kind of fun to complain about it, I think. You know, I, I, I would really love to see if there are different uh, ticket stipulations for those traveling over from the UK who those people, yeah, you know, they point. typically take a 14-day trip. And they'll come to Disney. Uh, actually, they'll come to the Orlando area. And they'll do, you know, a week at Disney, a couple days at Universal, SeaWorld. They'll hit all the major attractions. And I can't see them being 
you know, being hit with the same type of you buy a seven day ticket, you've got 10 days to use yeah. it. Yeah, No, not at all. Because they'll come over for like three weeks right? and they'll be all over the place. And yeah, no. And a lot of them own homes, you know, like they'll have rental pro- or they stay in rental properties or they own their own home or whatever, you know. Um, although I guess they could buy an annual pass too. You know, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, I was going to say maybe annual pass at that point, three weeks. Do you think annual passes are going to become more attractive just because of how tricky the tickets are? Like for someone who's maybe, you know, wants, because like you have a lot more flexibility now, you know, the annual pass gives you total flexibility. If you're coming twice in a year, whereas you've almost got to. Yeah. I mean, you look at a advanced purchase 10 day base ticket for $539 or even a 10 day park hopper wow, plus for 645 you're only a couple hundred dollars off from the uh yeah you know annual pass when you but, count in the discounts just for reg- restaurants right now or merchandise it kind of works out um one thing we didn't talk about they also raised pricing for parking right so if, oh, your little wall, if your little wall isn't dead by now you hear this <laughs> automobile park now this is price uh, parking at the parks okay. not at the resorts they haven't raised that yet mm. <laughs> these are for this if you're paying the park at, at the parks if you are not staying on property right so these are for your right. off property people your regular car is 25 dollars up from 22 oversized tony you're oversized 30 dollars up right. from 27 this is the crazy one preferred parking which is parking in a clock closer to the front entrance 50 dollars up from 45 That's insane. That is crazy. $50 to park. And I think I told you guys earlier, like 100 yards closer to the entrance. Yeah, it's not. Like, that's like insane. Uh, like, yeah. like, really? Do you know what's, do you know what's crazy when you think about it? And people are paying, buying, paying it because they got it as an option. So. For every 40,000 standard parking spots that Disney sells and charges people for, they just cleared a million dollars. That's incredible. And how many people park in those parks every day, do you think? Well, uh, ju- just say say on the off chance it takes them two days to park 40,000 cars, which between the four parks, you know it probably is is a day. Yeah. But if it's every two days, that's $180 oh million that Holy they cow. in parking. That's incredible. Yeah. Now, you know, you take out the people working the gates. You take out the six people. You know, the... The parking crews are smaller. They don't have as many people guiding you into spots. You take out the cost of the trams. All right, maybe you're 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 clearing nine hundred mil um, nine hundred thousand out of that million dollars yeah. you just made. It's amazing. That's what, actually there's no, incredible. There's no maintenance on. Not to talk about macadam and and um, uh, blacktop, but. There's no maintenance on those on those parking lots because it's Florida. There's no snow or anything. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no potholes they got to worry about. So once when they lay down the once when they lay it out, it's there. Like you right. Know, Hollywood you know, Studios parking lot is a disaster, and they don't seem to care about it. Yes, it is. You know part. You know potholes well, Adam. Yes, what about I do. Sinkholes. <laughs> well. Well, that's yeah. a different story. That's a Florida problem. I know. You want to know something funny about sinkholes? We were talking about timeshares before. There was a sinkhole at a timeshare down there in Florida a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. My parents owned it at that timeshare. <laughs> oh, Their wow. building Man. went into sinkhole. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's awful. So be careful. Be careful out there, that people. That just tells you you shouldn't buy a timeshare. You should just go stay on property, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I know so I know you've Chris, had to fight them with that. So yes. what? 
going going back to something you said about people flipping out and you know people talk about my little Walt dying. Mm. I uh, I have a buddy Dave. Okay. And and we have we have another little podcast on the side that we do. I know. Uh, Wait, why don't you tell Wait us a minute. what it's called? We're going to we're going to advertise his podcast on our show? No, we're not advertising. Yeah. Uh, so, why not? So, so we're we're two dudes who like to talk Disney. So the podcast is called Two Dudes Talking Disney. Yeah, it's okay. available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, when I listen to that, I like to pour a glass of wine. Get a better glass going. <laughs> nice. I'm kidding. Amazingly, that's how we record it. We we're usually in a bubble bath. That's great. <laughs> that's a big tub, huh, Tony? Dave Dave likened anytime there's news that comes out that changes something. Step one, the public flips out on social media. Right. Step two, the public says we are never going again, and they're pri- they're outpricing the middle class. Sure. Step three, the public says Walt wouldn't have done this crap. Sure. Right. Step four, <laughs> Disney releases a limited edition antenna topper. <laughs> step five, everyone books a trip to get said topper and forgets steps one through three. Step six, next year repeat process. That's actually brilliant. So that it, is actually brilliant, and it's a hundred percent true. Limited release figment tumbler. <laughs> I gotta go. Right. Yeah. Hat box ghost popcorn uh, container. Yeah. Hat Did box you guys ghost. see the hat box ghost tiki uh, tiki um, Trader Sam's tiki mug? Tiki yes, I, did. I didn't see it. Yeah, there's like the line was like hours long. People waiting online again. It actually looks pretty interesting. But anyway, are there pictures online yet of it? Oh yeah, yeah. People posting pictures of the happiness ghost, but um, but not that I was thinking about going all the way down there just for that, Tony. I'm sure. Uh, it could happen. I'm I'm going down there in December just to go eat at the Snow White place, the Snow White meal. Yes, I'm thinking about going. You need to. All of yeah. you need to come with me. Well, I know. I want to go. Um. Yeah, Bridget, you need to go just for and, one day. Like, and I I don't mean to be flippant about it, and I think that Tony just. You know, Tony's friend Dave just kind of summed up how I feel because it's absolutely true. People are all going to do that same thing and then they're all still going to go. And so I, you know, I stopped getting irate about things that Disney does years ago. I just accept it as part of I'm a big Disney nerd and I'm going to pay it. That doesn't mean that I don't think it's and I have look, I have clients who I love these people and they save and save and save and they're probably you know they go every three or four years if that much and they it's bare bones and they get so much out of that trip they might get more out of their trip than like somebody staying at the Grand Floridian but and I, and I don't want them to have to pay more I really don't but at the same time I understand that there's there's an expectation that this is a business and it's going to grow and they're going to charge you. I mean, that's just all it is. It's a business. And people, like Tony said, people will forget about it and they will go. So mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't take this lightly and I'm not trying to be flippant about the prices in the lease. I just understand that that's how it works. Well, if, if you look over the years with all the public backlash, I think Disney has only backtracked on two decisions. Uh, the first time was when they the first time they announced that they were going to change the alcohol policy for the cruise line. Okay. And there was a lot of backlash and then they said, Okay, we're not gonna limit you and then a year and a half later they actually did change the liquor policy. <laughs> uh and it was no longer unlimited. So it took them a while. Um and I think recently it was the Rafiki's Planet Watch 
you know, we still don't know if that was just a brilliant bit of marketing to get uh, some notice for Rafiki. That was crazy because, like, everybody went nuts, and then it was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I never right. heard anybody talking about that place, and then they were like, we're going to yes. take it away, and then it's but, like, you oh, know, that's my favorite spot. You you look at things like, you know, closing Pleasure Island, and oh, we're going to get a petition on change.org, and we're closing the Adventurers Club, and oh, we're going right. to create Facebook groups and do letter writing campaigns, and, you know, it usually goes nowhere. Um, no. And and Chris is right. You know, Disney, they make decisions that aren't initially popular, but they usually turn out in the long run uh, for the good of, of the the guests. They do. The Imagination Ride, that they got rid of Figment, remember? And then he came back like after two years. Well, if you want to call that a good ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, but they changed like it and people hated it, so they had to change it. Okay. Right. Put it the original one. All right, everyone. I want to thank everyone for joining us, uh, but we have to stop because Tony's actually going to die. So <laughs> in that case, yeah, he, little yeah. Walt died. It's his little Walt died. Tony, Tony died. Can I have an antenna topper? If you if you don't make it, you can yeah, have you my have entire film? antenna topper <laughs> collection. Yay. Are you sure you the kids don't guys. want it? Are you sure the kids don't want it? Yeah, they would. They don't want it. What about Cheryl's second husband? <laughs> yeah, he's not a Disney fan. Oh, okay. All right, in that case. Yeah. You already have it picked out, huh? Yep. We've come to a conclusion the ticket price is going to cost you a little bit more, you know? It's not going to be so... It's not going to be so bad that you don't go, though, because it is still the most magical place on well, Earth. you're going to want to go because you're going to want to ride that gondola eventually, and you're going to want to see Batu. Well, and the other thing about riding the gondola is just be careful, okay? Those guys have tasers. All right? Yeah, yeah, the employees have tasers. Mickey tasers. So it makes yeah. it fun. It's magical. It's like, it's magical taser. They pop out of the magic portal with their magic taser. All right, on that note, I just want to thank everyone for joining us. And if you like us, and I really hope you do, because if you don't, it'll make all of us cry. But if you like us, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Where else? Are we on? Is it Snapchat? No, we're not on Snapchat. I try to do that, but I don't I don't even know it. the point of Snapchat, right? Okay. Okay, this, this is the point of the show where we admit that we're old and we don't understand Snapchat. <laughs> Speak for yourself. So, that's right. I don't know. You're kind of like... You don't know what to do with Pinterest, Adam. Pinterest is for... Dude, you don't know Are you going to say ladies? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it, no, it's not for people like me. Put it that way. Okay, That's well, why we need a YouTube channel. So what you doing? Yeah, get started on that. I'll do a YouTube yeah. channel. I'll, do, I'll start vlogging. I can do oh, that. that'd be great, actually. Next time I go down there. Yeah, I'll vlog awesome. from the, You know what I'll do is I'll vlog from... The bathroom, uh, please. No. <laughs> oh, my god. No, I'll vlog from that. looking at ticket prices. That's what I'll do. Oh, that'd be great. All right. Adam, your new job. Set up one of those things. Great. Okay. Everybody else, thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.